This week, cameras are all around us and they know who we are. The choice is yours. Conceal your identity using common household objects or become a faceless potato man. Whichever you decide, we are here to save you from the future. Welcome to I Will Save You From The Future, a technology podcast about the end of the world and how you might just be able to survive it. I'm joined today by Stuart Ashen, otherwise known as Ashens on the internet. Hey, how are you doing? Not so bad, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I've been watching that um, that show Friends. I've been re-watching it. The show Friends. Do, 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 do. Ah, so that, you, that's about all I know about Friends. So you're, fami- <laughs> you're familiar with the tune. Well, yeah, I mean, it's about yeah. a, it's about a, bu- a bunch of friends. Um, sometimes they have sex, sometimes they don't. My God, yeah. it's got everything. It's it's really quite fascinating. And I, I can't help but wonder, because it, it's, you know, a classic 90s sitcom, and I can't help but wonder sometimes when I'm watching it how it would be different if they had the kind of technology that we have now, you know? None of that it's, running to the airport. Yeah. But they spent a lot of time in a coffee shop, didn't they? And they all lived in apartments in New York City. Mm. And none of them seemed to have very high-paying jobs. So I imagine in a modern version, they'd all be homeless. Yes. No, they definitely... I think maybe Chandler would be able to live in, in New York. I think he... Which one was Chandler? Chandler's the one that's most like me. I always get him on, the, uh, on those tests. <laughs> That's um, not narrowing it down. He's for the me. one who wears. He's the goofy one who wears a suit. He's played by Matthew Perry. Oh, Matthew Perry, yes. And he, he has yep. a, a high-paying job, which is never quite defined. It's a running joke that he does something businessy. You know, so oh. I think he has money, but the rest of them, yeah, would have a very difficult time in today's economy trying to live in Wasn't in New York. David Schwimmer, like his character was an archaeologist or something. Oh he? yeah, no, he has money too. He works at a museum. Yeah, He's a paleontologist. Cool. That's yeah. it. That's and general, it. just very sad boy. Yeah. yeah. He's got that kind of face, hasn't he? The gravity has done a sad job on him. Yeah. He just looks upset the yeah. whole time. And by today's standards, he's um, he's pretty fucked up with, with, um, with women. I think that's maybe one thing that dates it a little bit, is his approach to, to uh, romance is... Does he smack them on the head with a club and drag them back to his cave? Not quite that. I think it's more like (laughs) the the club is like a a kind of... The club is made out of emotional manipulation. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, And the hitting is like him uh, being sad and and waiting for them to realize that he's a nice guy. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, that, nobody needs that. Yeah. I've only seen one episode of Friends. It's had such a great setup where um, the David Trimmer character was practicing his uh, 
It's like swing with a tennis racket in a stairwell and smacked like a brownie or girl guide or the American equivalent. <laughs> and she went flying down the stairs and broke her arm. I'm like, my God, now that's a setup for a bloody sitcom episode. I'm going to watch this. But yeah, it wasn't very good. Nah. He just um, like got really obsessed with selling cookies because the girl couldn't. Oh, and... I remember that episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't go down then... the route you want it to go down. Um, no, with the no. legal battle and the, the damages yes. and him going out on the street, <laughs> a death wish type scenario, yeah. killing anybody in a uniform. Yep, that was uh, that did happen, but only because I watched something else. Yeah. <laughs> um. So today we're going to be talking about face recognition, um, a technology that is absolutely not available to the cast of Friends. Um, something that, that, <laughs> that we are aware of. They may have only been aware of from watching uh, caricatures of it in action movies. Um, but they definitely didn't experience it in their day-to-day -day lives the way that we do now. Entirely true. Yeah. Um, so I made a couple, as I do, as I am wont to do, I made a few notes. And I'm, I'm going to try and kind of briefly explain face recognition. Just a, just a warning now. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not either. No, neither of us listeners at home are mathematicians. And there's a lot of mathematics involved in face recognition that I will not even try to explain. Here's a little weird fact about friends and faces before we begin, yeah. because I learned this the other day and I thought it was amazing. Mm. Um, in the Blu-ray release of Friends... Um, it's obviously a lot wider than the original 4x3 transmission. They yeah. went back to the original, um, you know, film, etc., to do this. The problem is, apparently in some wide shots, you can see quite clearly that um, whoever, like, Chandler is talking to isn't Jennifer Aniston. It's her stand-in. That happens a lot. They Do you, re do you remember they, when they, uh, they remastered Buffy the Vampire Slayer and they <gasps> did that? Yes! They, they made the tr widescreen transfers from the original celluloid not even th like the poor like intern who was tasked with that didn't even think that it, like they shot it with four by three in mind and there's like all this stuff in the outside of the frames that was not supposed to be there <laughs> but boom mics yeah people come catering also they, they the best part is that they screwed up they forgot to apply some of the day for night so there are just scenes where vampires are running around in the daytime oh no <laughs> It's amazing. Oh. I think they might have fixed it now, but for a while that was the only version that was on Netflix. In our, That's in our region. astonishing. You could watch, you could watch like the the daytime Buffy versions. <laughs> you know, the daytime escapades of Spike and Angel and whatnot. Vampires may never walk out in sunlight, except sometimes. Except the Daywalkers, <laughs> and in some shows where it's like they just glitter or whatever. <laughs> So facial recognition comes in a bunch of different forms. Um, the first is kind of what's known as traditional facial recognition. This is generally speaking uses algorithms and um, markers like visual markers, uh, two-dimensional information to catalog faces and uh, check it against a database. And I think that that generally is how most facial recognition, um, the fundamentals of it at least, the, that is how they generally work, is you need a database, you need reference images to work from, and then um, a comparison is drawn between whatever it has on file, whatever it's been granted access to, this software or this hardware, and what it's looking at right now, currently, or what you fed it into the machine or scanned or, uh, you know, filmed. So um, traditional 
facial recognition um yeah uses uses 2d information and it can be processed in a number of ways and i've just listed a few here um it can be done with a process called eigenfaces which is fantastic it's a type of image uh, generated with a mathematical principle called uh, a mathematical um algorithm known as principal component analysis a mathematical process called principal uh, component analysis um whereby it creates a kind of gray uh terrifying gray blob person Ooh. based on what it's looking at and actually i want you to get in the mood so if you just uh, go hop into your skype a second okay i'm going to show you an image of this and and listeners at home just google eigenface e-i-g-e-n-f-a-c-e-s Oh god. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it creates a kind of like a charred potato man version of you. Oh, it's, it's like a sort of Michelin man from a horror film. Yeah, it's awful. It, it it reduces the information that it is the kind of visual information it is getting from your face from light being reflected off your face that it's capturing and it kind of just like smooths it out and kind of creates a a medium, you know, an average you. And that means that the, the images don't really have eyes or teeth or difference between the like facial skin and the lips. You just kind of yeah, you look like um like one of those smiley potato faces. This is like if Tony Hart gave Morph to Zack Snyder and he made a gritty <laughs> version of it. That's what yes. Morph would look like. It it also reminds me we did a Twin Peaks podcast earlier in the year for the anniversary. It reminds me of some of the effects in that with the um did you watch it i haven't seen the new uh, ones there's yet. a kind of demon creature that um is represented using kind of black and white blurred overcranked footage and it doesn't really have facial features because it's blurred so much and it kind of looks like that Ooh. the stuff of nightmares for that's sure. genuinely put me off watching it slightly that is really creepy yeah absolutely um so there's eigenfaces there's uh similar processes that use a different mathematical um, formula called linear discriminant analysis as opposed to principal component analysis hmm. so i can only imagine that that there's more straight lines in that you know that's, that wouldn't make sense from the name wouldn't it <laughs> and it's more discriminating <laughs> yes it's really really bigoted algorithm it's a picky <laughs> algorithm um and then there's a process called elastic matching which again like it's just a lot more just different mathematical ways of of doing the same kind of stuff at interpreting a you know bubbling down the information that it's looking at and 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 figuring out what's important there's something called the hidden markov model which is where a guy called markov is present but you can't see him <laughs> he's he's watching you and he's and he's checking his facebook <laughs> he has to get around really quickly yeah. on a little scooter he's got very yeah. good at it now yeah <laughs> he's got a little machine like the pope mobile yeah. <laughs> it's a high-end service to, it's a huge problem you're trying to get into your uh, military base for your secret experiments and all the roads are backed up and you've got mm. to wait for markov to get there yeah man it's the only reason that that recent american presidents haven't nuked anyone is because it takes so long to get markov down <laughs> You gotta call him up. You gotta fly him That's over. That's his main purpose. Yeah. He's, he, what do you mean he's in Honolulu on holiday? Yeah, he's For God's sake, I want to kill the Swiss. He's halfway ah. on his way to. That's like the the modern Cold War is just that Markov is halfway on his way to Putin, and then he gets a call from <laughs> Trump, and he has to go back. So no, he never actually reaches his destination. It's just a kind of game of keeping him in the mm. air. One day he'll actually turn up, and then they discover he was blind all along. <laughs> 
Um, and then you've got multilinear subspace learning, um, which takes the data that it, it captures visually and it turns it into what's known as a tensor. Um, and in maths, that's essentially a geometric object, a 3D representation that describes movement and changes. Um, it's used in, in motion capture as well and things like that. And then finally, there's uh, a process called dynamic link matching, which uses wavelet transformations, um, which any of you out there who are into image compression will know is actually a fundamental part of a lot of uh, image codecs, you know? JPEG 2000, anyone? Mm, yeah, that uses, bit of MPEG. Yeah, yeah, that uses uh, wavelet transformations. And then you've got a couple other um, more modern... A couple other more modern developments. One is 3D recognition. This is where light is projected onto the face in order to catch topographic information, or the face is captured from multiple camera placements. A lot of the articles I saw uh, talked about three camera placements, although it's also, this is quite similar to what's going on in the new iPhone and similar smartphones, because they have two, two camera lenses. Um, so they're actually able to use use the kind of stereoscopic effect to capture rudimentary depth information on, on your iPhone. Gotcha. And then uh, this is generally like if it's done well, you know, not necessarily the iPhone version, which is a bit basic by, you know, military standards. But if it's done well, this is generally considered a superior and more accurate version than any of the kind of two-dimensional algorithms, from what I saw at least. Hey, if you're into face recognition, you... You can correct me all you want. And then we've got uh, skin texture analysis. This is a relatively new development, which um, just takes photos of your skin in high resolution and turns it into maths. Ooh, yeah. That sounds a bit creepy. It, just, it measures your lines and, and pock marks and your liver spots and everything. And um, it just boils that information down into like a, a, a mathematical pattern of information. Mm. And then the last one that I found uh, mention of a little bit was um, the use of thermal cameras. It's not particularly um, accurate, especially if you're like, you know, going through a huge database of faces, but the advantages is that it can kind of um, capture the shape of people's heads and features and stuff, um, especially if they're using like, if they've got um, accessories on or lots of facial hair or like they're wearing a balaclava or something. Uh, Maybe, I guess yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, they yep. can still, they can capture like the shape of your head even if you're masked, for instance. But it's, it's yeah, it's relatively tricky to um, to get a really accurate ID off that kind of thing. Until they can develop a camera that can see your soul, I suppose that's the best they'll get. Mm, no, and they are working on on that. I think we'll need quantum computing for that one. Or at the very least, ZX Spectrums connected in parallel. Yes. I, you get enough of those bad boys. <laughs> you chain those together. <laughs> you have an entire small country made out of old Spectrums. Thousand, yeah. mic thousand monkeys, thousand ZX Spectrums. Yeah. We can play Crisis at three frames a week. It's going to be amazing. Fuck yes. Um, so, uh, there's, this kind of technology is used in a lot of different ways. A couple examples here. Um, it's used um, sometimes in CCTV kind of deployment, kind of big, big kind of um, high key locations, metropolitan areas. It can be used to kind of scan for, um, you know, to see if it IDs any faces of known criminals. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the 2000 uh, Mexican elections, it was used, uh, it was deployed in a kind of base, in a kind of um, 
basic way to try and uh, avoid voter fraud. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot, in the last few years especially, which is why I made the comparison to the 90s, this kind of stuff was around in the 90s, but it wasn't in our lives the same way. Um, And in the last few years, it's really crept into the home consumer market. Um, It was deployed in a very simple way uh, on the Xbox Connect which could detect oh, yeah. yes that was a yeah. few years ago now and and it could detect when people were in the room it could you know turn on if you were looking at it it could detect how many people were in the room there was that big scandal i think they eventually 86 that feature but there was discussion at one point of it being able to know how many people are in the room and and like stop you watching a movie if you had too many people absolutely true they had a patent for it, it i believe yeah 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 and they got in hot water for that i believe it also detected people by their heartbeat or something just to make it sound even more like a Doctor Who villain terrifying yeah I mean Microsoft yeah I mean they do a lot of good nowadays but they're I don't like their consoles being in my house these they made such a misstep with that connect they really I mean, claiming did. it wouldn't work without it when it did because people didn't want it and they had to remove it mm. it's all hmm, yeah. a bit creepy huh? it was a, and they've nixed the whole thing haven't they I think so no yeah I mean connect. the um yeah. yeah I don't think they they market anything like that with the current xbox ones we did an episode before christmas about the games consoles and um that were available and there was like no mention of that kind of kit on any of the nope lists. Is, they've totally knocked it on the head yeah yeah that is the end of it which is a shame in a way because it was a very useful tool for sort of um scientific research yeah. and various 3d modeling oh yeah no of, i uh, um, purposes but the uh one of the incubators where i work uh use a uh, a kind of jury-rigged connect sensor in their motion cap. It's really fascinating. I was going to say, you can walk into a CEX and buy, like, a Kinect 2 for, like, £12 or something. I mean, intrinsically, there's an awful lot of expensive technology in one, but they've managed to make it totally worthless. There's no home market for it because they they just really ballsed up that that release. It's also used, most recently, it's, it's picked up, the big trend has picked up in using facial recognition for biometric authentication, um, which is, um, which most commonly uh, appears in our lives in things like the iPhone X, the new, the newest iPhone release. Yes. Um, that can uh, kind of recognize your face to a reasonable uh, degree of accuracy and unlock your phone or unlock your sensitive information or buy something on the app store. Yep, yeah, that's true. I, I have an iPhone 10 literally in my hand right now Ooh. and it's set up to do that. And it works, I suppose. Um, yeah, it you just, works. You look it at works. it. It works, you <laughs> look at it. No, you, you, it says look at it, and you look at it, and it says, okay, it's you. Yeah, it, it, demand, the phone. it demands you look it in the eyes. <laughs> yes, look, look me in the eye and tell me. me that you love me. Then you can access your online banking. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was all set to buy an iPhone X a few weeks ago, and then I got into the store, and it, it felt weird in my hands, and I was like, well, if it doesn't feel good in my hands, and I ended up God. buying an 8. So yeah, I if don't it doesn't have feel that. good in the hand, that's of no yeah, use. I, but yeah, you're not missing out on much. No, I don't think the I an am. emoji things are impressive. They are. The, they uh, are a lot of fun. And yeah, I think but, I think of all the things I've seen, even though it is completely, completely meaningless, the an emoji uh, feature on the iPhone is is one of the the best kind of landmarks for illustrating how far this technology has come. Like yes, it, can, it really is. The, for anyone who doesn't know the um, 
iPhone X features a, a, a thing called an emojis, which they introduced in the latest iOS and only for X users because of the face ID integration. Um, and it can it can record your face in real time and turn you into a kind of animated character. It's essentially doing a rudimentary form of mocap where your uh, markers on your face that it identifies are puppeting a little CGI character on the screen. And it picks up on a lot more little subtle movements than things like... Um... Oh, what's that one for PC that does it through your webcam? Can't think of the name mm. of it. Um, oh, it would definitely annoy me. It would definitely be better than yeah. anything like that because it ha- because of uh, what I mentioned earlier with the dual lens system. Absolutely, so face rig. That's oh, what it's yeah, called. face, face rig. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be better than anything like that that's been deployed before. Just because we're getting to a point where um, dual lenses and st- like kind of stereoscopic camera rigs are are st- for some reason becoming quite standard in in smartphones it has other like that kind of thing has other possibilities in the long run um i think a few few months back we did an episode about the hololens and holograms and one of the things that the hololens does is maps the room that you're in and theoretically no no one's people are working on it it's not been deployed yet but uh in theory phones with with multiple lens rigs should be able to map 3d space around you that would be bloody useful if you're trying to uh, work out what furniture goes in mm. the room, etc. And it'll make Pokemon go really good. Oh, man. Yeah. Fantastic. You'd have like, a Gengar hiding behind your, your bed. Yeah. They can actually yeah. be on your table or whatever instead of just kind of hovering. See, this is the killer app we need. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so that's being deployed. It's in the iPhone X and it's going to be in kind of new Android devices. Support is in there in the latest version of Android, but not many devices are are actually doing it yet. You've got deployment on, you know, in software and on websites. One of the most obvious examples is Facebook. Um, Facebook and also sites like Flickr and stuff can identify human faces reasonably accurately in photos. And uh, Facebook, I believe they kind of put a lid on, on suggesting who it is, although they would definitely be able to do that with a few minor tweaks. They could easily mm, collect that that kind of data and suggest who you should tag because it's already recognized them. I think they don't do that because it would be, it would be creepy. Did they do that at one stage and it upset people? I think maybe, yeah, because I feel like it used to... I, we may be completely incorrect. This is not supported by any research, but I feel like at a certain time I did tend to get suggested tags when I was going through mm. photos and now it is not like that it's more kind of whoever just whoever i've been tagging recently Mm. but it would i think it would i think facebook have learned to be quite um to tread quite lightly when that kind of thing is is on the table because they've had backlash for creepy invasions of privacy before absolutely i'm sure they're still doing it they're just not showing us this yeah they almost definitely have that information ready to go they maybe just don't want to deploy it just yet yeah i think that's it um it also has application in uh video and and photo editing uh and cataloging if you can kind of if software can recognize a human face and actually tell you who it is it could put all your footage into the right bins in Premiere, or it could, you know, organize things into the correct albums based on who's in them. Uh, and you're able to kind of browse your stuff by asking, you know, asking your computer, like, hey, show me all your pictures with this guy in. If there's an actor you really don't like, maybe you could put a film through it and it'll remove all the scenes they're in. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so that kind of that begins to answer my next question which is what can we do with this technology that is good 
that gives us a ruin films there we are okay then so yeah i mean no no absolutely if there's a if there is a movie star out there and hey maybe i mean in the current climate maybe it's a movie star that has done something bad and you just don't want to watch him anymore you don't want to look at him and we're not going to name any names but maybe you don't want to look at him or her uh but you do still want to watch house of cards Mm. and so you could turn on a little thing that recognizes their face and turns them into a cartoon cat turns them into a cartoon cat exactly um turns them into a little robot man or a monkey um a little cgi (laughs) monkey in a suit with a big like abnormally large head yes and it looks about as realistic as the ones from jumanji yeah just saying really terrifying things about how how they'll do anything to get the presidency why doesn't anybody realize he's a monkey? <laughs> it would definitely change the um, meaning of the of the text. I think it would quite drastically um, um, enhance, maybe the um, the social commentary at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh hell yeah! Um, what else could we do with it? Could we? I don't know. And there's crime. You can solve crime, right? You can fight crime. Yeah, everyone's seen the FBI shows, NCIS, you know, saving, solving naval crimes, you know, by putting people's faces through databases. That's getting better every day. Yeah. Also, they solve a lot of uh, naval crimes in the deserts, which I've never understood in that program. But um, Mm. more relevantly, what's that one, Person of Interest, where they just have cameras everywhere and know where everyone is? Yeah, that's Person of Interest starring two of the two of the boys from lost i haven't watched it ah. i haven't watched it i just know that it's two i know that those two boys are in it the main guy and the main baddie from lost or at least some have lost ah, i've never it. seen it but i've heard a sort of explanation of the uh, premise that would make sense it would be like a like a numbers for the modern day instead of your like savant brother it's just a big computer just less interesting from a character perspective but yeah. uh, more effective unless yeah. the computer starts to get a story arc maybe gets, that's it. maybe the computer gets a bit of uh, character development yeah it's, it looks like the fans gonna overheat but oh the last second they change the bearings in it and everything's okay <laughs> Three episodes that took to play out. <laughs> Cliffhangers, every one of them. Like a season <laughs> yes. of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> we haven't moved all episode. What do we do? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can solve crime. We can stop all of crime with this technology, for sure. Yep. At the very least, um, all you need is cameras everywhere, which certainly, at least in the UK, we do seem to have. We have a lot of cameras already deployed in, in public spaces. I mean, you can't really go anywhere without being filmed at least if you live in a city yeah so and at least they it's... never seem to be any use for actually solving crimes no my girlfriend had her bike stolen from outside uh, the office i rent mm. and there's a big camera trained on it permanently and it didn't help no well that's the thing that's the difference between a camera and a criminal is the criminal can run away yeah the, the criminal has legs and can move uh, at speed when needed the camera at least right now cannot like rip itself out of the wall and go and chase after him so you, cameras on spider legs are the obvious so answers cameras on spider legs yeah cameras camera cctv kits that are actually not drilled into the wall but kind of perched there like a bat 
That's it. Waiting to chase a criminal. Yep. And then maybe entangle itself in its legs or or clamp on him like a head crab or something. Or just follow him home and stare at him until the police arrive. Yeah, maybe it just Or until he's consumed by his own guilt. Oh hey, here's a here's a trick, right? CC maybe the CCTV camera doesn't need to move itself. Maybe it has maybe it shoots darts. Oh, that's good. Tranquilizer darts. Maybe it shoots like a yeah. tracking device or tranquilizer or both. Yeah. You know, so that the good the criminal is gonna get is gonna get sedated or he's gonna work make his way home but like he's got a little beeping thing in his in his thigh <laughs> people are gonna ask where that came from yeah. yeah he's not gonna get away with it no he isn't no not at all and but how does the computer determine he's actually a criminal and not just somebody walking past mm, well that's where facial recognition has to get really 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 accurate to the point where you can see criminal intent in the man's eyes or woman's yeah, eyes this is it you can tell by the way he's walking that he's about to uh hit up a bank job or something you can tell by the way he walks he's a ladies man but that's fine <laughs> we're not we're not getting him for that no time to talk <laughs> but yeah. if but if he moves his eyebrow just in the you know that particular way you know you know the way yeah that, that one way that you know you've seen in all the movies yeah and you've trained it you've trained it on like dirty harry and the wire <laughs> And it's it's like processed hundreds of hours of of um, cr- crime shows like Person of Interest, and it can now spot an actor instantly. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the teething process, wouldn't it? It's like for the first couple of months, the only people that it catches are like poor, poor unpaid actors on their way to auditions. <laughs> Some, he was in The Wire once, so they now think he's like a master criminal. They all have to be whitelisted immediately <laughs> otherwise it's not going to work and those will be the super villains of the future they can get away with all crimes because they're whitelisted hey you know i think if the 21st century has taught me anything it's that famous actors are allowed to get away with stuff and if that's the price we pay as a society for otherwise getting rid of all crime i'm i think i could i could eventually get on board we could have literally a crimeless society except for... Except the super-rich actors. Yeah. I mean, they can come along and, like, eat your children and stuff, but nobody else could even get away with a parking offence. Yeah, they're like... The lives of the A-list are, like, 24-7 The Purge. <laughs> but everyone else is just really well-behaved. <laughs> I mean, not much, is, not much will change. Yeah, that's pretty much the way we've got things going at the moment. Beautiful. That's great. Cool. We've solved crime. Um, So we're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to try and um, ruminate on the on the negative side effects, the worst case scenarios. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to this, the first full episode of UC for 2018. And thank you to my special guest this week, Ashens. We had a lot of fun recording. Stuart is a fantastic comedian, uh, and you should check out his channel and all the things that he does. If you can, you should see him live or, um, you know, as part of one of the many ensemble projects that he has under his belt. Just a few housekeeping things I wanted to talk about in this break. Please listen through. Please don't skip. I know you want to skip, but you should listen because it's important and it affects your life. 
personally. The first is some really good news. We have a bunch of episodes saved up that we recorded uh, just before the Christmas break. So we should be able to get I Will Save You From The Future out every two weeks. That's what I'm aiming at this year. I'd like to be bi-weekly throughout 2018. It may not happen, you know me, uh, I do a lot of stuff and sometimes I bite off more than I can chew, but I'm gonna aim, I'm gonna hope for every two weeks an episode of I Will Save You From The Future. We're also uploading little animated clips, little best of uh, clips onto my YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash I am Bing. They're not only a lot of fun, but they're also a really good way of introducing new people to the show. If you have a friend who you think might like the podcast, send them one of your favorite clips that we've uploaded to YouTube. They can get a taste for it, they get uh, an insight into the style of the show without having to commit to an entire hour-long episode. I'm having a lot of fun making them, I love watching them back, and I hope you guys are enjoying them. If you aren't already, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel, and please do favorite, playlist, comment, like, and tweet about those clips when they go up. Last week we uploaded a really great clip uh, from Jazza and I's episode last year on medical wearables. The kind of escalating levels of our of our monastery that we plan to build on the Isle of Man, which you're still invited to, by the way. When we do get it up and running, I'll let you know. So that clip is up on that YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash I am Bing, and there will be plenty more, and they're in a playlist called I Will Save You From The Future. I think 2018 is going to be our year. UC already has some incredible guests lined up, some really interesting topics. And all we need to add to that is for you guys to share the show. If you enjoy listening to this, please tweet about it using the hashtag IWSYCast. That's hashtag UCCast. Even if you have no followers, even if you think that it really doesn't matter, I assure you that it does. Another fantastic way that you can help support the show is by going on iTunes and leaving us a positive review. Again, it may not feel like much, it may not feel like you're helping, but you really, really, really are. Those positive reviews help podcasts, especially ones that are still trying to get off the ground, uh, find new listeners, find a new audience, uh, and reach new people. That's what we want to do. We want to bring people into the bunker. We want to initiate more people into our little doomsday community so that more of you can be saved. The future is coming, people. The future, in a lot of ways, is already here. And really, what you're doing when you recommend someone our podcast is saving their life. So really, when you look at it that way, a tweet here or there or a share of a YouTube video or leaving a positive review really, really is worth it because it pays dividends tenfold in human life. That's all I had. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing, tweeting, uh, using the hashtag, uh, leaving reviews, anything else that you can do. As always, you can find all the previous episodes of I Will Save You From The Future and other cool podcasts at hitwithwrench.com forward slash podcasts. You can find me online at twitter.com forward slash I am Bing and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash I am Bing. I will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. You're listening to I Will Save You From The Future. We're talking about face recognition and my guest is Ashens. How you Hello. doing? You feeling you feeling scared? Yes. Before constantly. The break, 
good. That's a good, that's a good, like, baseline for this show. So, before the break, we, we thought about how we could solve all crime and, um, you know, just make a lot of things easier, make everything better. Um, let's talk about the worst case scenarios. What could go wrong? There's a little story, something that happened to me a few years ago. I saw my friend Richard in the street and uh, went up and said, oh, hello, how are you doing? How are things going? And he looked at me like I was some sort of utter lunatic. Mm. And then I remembered Richard has a twin who I had never actually met and had forgotten about. And it became obvious that this was not Richard, this was Richard's brother. So the problem with facial recognition is if you look a lot like your dad or your mum, so you are within the boundaries of the... um, Mm, Within the acceptable tolerance. That's exactly it. That is the phrase. Then when your dad knocks over a bank, they may arrest you. Mm. And if you've got a twin, you're basically going to have to kill him at birth and strangle him with his own umbilical cord. Or, okay, it might go the other way. Maybe instead instead of kind of pitting twins on twins etc maybe they start teaming up maybe they start becoming kind of uh crime duos crime trios and you know maybe in the long run we see an actually an incline in the number of identical twins being born to combat facial recognition see because we're going to get into the realms you know soon or soonish we're already stepping into these waters where you can have designer babies, right? You can des- you can mm. you can um, you know you can eugenics your baby a little bit, and you know get rid of a a, a disease or you know um, to change their eye color. You know where does it end, right? Is the usual argument. I'm not here to debate the ethics, but what if you could say to the doctor, "Hey, I want six of these guys." <laughs> I'm thinking of starting a family crime syndicate and I need them all to have the same face. Yep. Then when the police go, where is uh, so-and-so? They're like, well, he's in six places at once. Hey, catch him if you can. He can be anywhere. I have one stationed on every continent. (laughs) And they all have the same name. (laughs) There's a film very similar to this coming out on... um, one of the streaming services called Whatever Happened to Monday or something, and it's about oh. somebody who has multiple twin children, but in a society where you're only allowed to have one child. Ah. So he has to keep them all at home, and he's named them after days of the week. Willem Dafoe, I think, as and I think Numi Rapace plays all the twins, but well, twins are triplets, six hey, duplets, whatever. Yeah. She's fantastic. I'd quite but like they, to see a movie with six of her, but... Definitely only one Willem Dafoe. That's all I can handle. Yeah. And in fact, I can, I can pretty much only handle 0.8 of a Dafoe, generally. Yeah, he needs to be obscured by something in the frame at yeah. all times. Or, like, just slightly cut off by the edge of the, edge of the picture. I find <laughs> putting Vaseline on the TV so it's a little bit out of focus, does the job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, mon- Monday's going to happen. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a lot of identical, we're going to see a lot of demand in the burgeoning industry of, of designer babies for, um, kids that all look the same if for this exact reason. And there's not much we can do about it. Years ago in 2000 AD comic, there was a Judge Dredd storyline where a lot of the uh, rich bored people who went through weird fads went through a fad known as the blob or blobbing or something like that, where they all had all their facial features entirely removed by prosthetic surgeries. So they just had like blank round heads with eyes in. Hey, well, that's I mean, and that's we've already cut. We've already seen what that looks like, right? With the eigen faces. 
So maybe exactly. that's the other thing is you is you're like you go to a specialist, you say, oh, "Hey, I'm on the run. I need to lose this face." And instead of you know instead of um, face offing you and just giving you a different one, they turn you into a kind of donut man. <laughs> because <laughs> um, donut man is like he's already the average he's you've already made a mean person mean as in average right they may also be mean like spiritually yeah but they, they they're like the complete average just a, a kind of fleshy doughball in whatever skin tone they are um wearing clothes or maybe everyone could decide to have the same face mm. Beat base, yeah, beats facial recognition by making everybody look like Piers Morgan. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's like you go into these places, you go into these stores to get your face augmented or, or changed in some way. And they've got like presets, like in a video game. Yes. And you like everyone has the same six or seven presets, like um, brownish blob, pinkish blob, <laughs> really super pale blob. And then... Uh, and you know kind of oval blob or like slightly slightly top heavy blob and you just you pick one of them and then there's the, like that's the kind of just basic that comes with the machine and maybe at first it, like the intention was that it was you know you were supposed to build on that it was a foundation but then people just use the presets as a loophole this is a troubling future yeah um in terms of the actual technology i mean we talked about kind of bat spider cameras chasing after people obviously that's great that's actually very positive and i don't see any way that could go wrong but no not at all um, i mean absolutely apart from the way that we already described which we're totally fine with yes yeah um but what else could the cameras do? I suppose telling people where you are at all times is a problem. Because one thing we have learnt is that all data is leaked constantly, pretty much. So any creepy stalker person could find out where you are and just watch you constantly. That's the f that's the future we already opted into, right? We are we share all of our stuff. That's fine. So as soon as your face is in there as well, mm. you know, I'm not. I'm not as conspiracy theorist as I sound, but I, one one reason that I didn't get the iPhone that did flash across my mind, the iPhone X, was that I don't want it to know my face. I don't want it to know what my face looks like. I very nearly didn't set that up. And you know, I never set up Touch ID in any of the older phones. They never knew my fingerprint. See, I'm okay. Uh, I'm uh, to a certain extent, I'm okay with Touch ID because it works really great. So the trade-off is that it's quite good, even if it's invasive. The face See, ID I didn't, from the don't want people it, knowing that. Not great. Because I commit a lot of crimes and I don't really want the police to, or Apple mm. indeed, to have my fingerprints. You yeah. know? Whereas the face, everybody sees my face anyway. Uh, yeah. And hey, for anyone who listen, who's listening, okay, and wants to convict, convict my good friend of crimes, okay, he didn't just confess to a crime. This is like rap music, okay? It's same, same rules apply, okay? It's a work of fiction, technically. Yes. Yeah. Just... FYI, if you're listening. Um, so we got cameras. We got tech cameras chasing down, chasing people down. We, we got cameras that live on the tops of buildings like gargoyles. Yes. Which, <laughs> there is one on this building, I mean, at the moment, which does look a bit like some sort of art deco gargoyle, actually. Mm. That was the one that was pointing at my girlfriend's bike when it was nicked and 
apparently and yet it doesn't. Yeah, it, they, it records twenty four seven. So we're like, well, who has the yeah. footage? Oh, nobody knows. Like, but what? it's completely it's completely impotent until it until such time as it can climb down from the rafters and and consume the man. Yeah, or absolutely. Woman who stole the bike can open up its mouth and and envelop the criminal, or at the very least, turn itself into a replacement bike as an act of contrition. Mm, yeah, maybe the face recognition's like recognizes the face the face of a of someone who has lost a bike and is sad about that and um can kind of generate or source a new one for them yep this is the answer yeah maybe you get to a point where you can walk into a store and it can kind of read your expression your, your you know your micro expressions that you're not even thinking about but your face is saying i want ice cream yeah or like i'm you know what i'm really craving right now heroin and it's like <laughs> Okay, well, you need to call someone. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll get the heroin pigeon to uh, deliver some to you. When cameras, it, when cameras become mobile, as much as it's going to be cool to look at, they they do quite it can quite quickly escalate into kind of Transformers level end of the world scenarios. Um, I'm thinking of the uh what is it the Sentinels from the X Men series? Oh yes, you know they yep. can identify people and they just keep going. Yep. They just keep going to the end of the earth unless you destroy them, looking for the like few pre-programmed things they're looking for. Yep, that's what film did they have that in Days of Future Past? And they were mm. the uh, Sentinels yeah. became very, very adaptable. And yeah, and they're super... they're, tra- they're tracking like um, mutants and like powers. You know, they they can kind of they're connected. I, I believe they're kind of connected to the to the global network and. And they can, you know, respond really quickly as soon as there's been like a sighting of a of a mutant or someone doing mutanty things. This, you know, second you're on a camera, if these sent if sentinels or if you know some kind of army of drones or something that is controlled um, for the purpose of peacekeeping, ostensibly is connected to this network of of cameras that we already have, the infrastructure we already have that we paid for with our tax dollars. Um, if they're connected to that, they can see, you know, second we turn up on the grid. Yep. They or just maybe stomping over. The second we look at our phones, or the second somebody else has a phone anywhere near us. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, because, like, a lot of these technologies as well, they're always running in the background, right? That's the kind of new thing, is that it's in order for it to be responsive, you, you kind of tick a little box that says, yeah, you always listen to me, always watch me. That's fine. Just in case I do something that I want you to help me with. Invisibility is gone unless you wear a mask or mm. a big hat. Big hats, yeah, big hats. Um, it, the, the contour thing, the contour thing is quite interesting with three D stuff. It's all built on actual like three D depth, right? So, if the contours of your face were to change drastically. You know, they they make this big uh, thing about the Apple um, Face ID being able to know if you've shaved or whatever, right? That, because it's not topographic information. But if you were, if you did suddenly have a much bigger chin, yeah, or much higher cheekbones, maybe you've just kind of maybe it can be as as simple as sticking little lego bricks on your face maybe you could get a cartoon wasp to sting you so your face blows up really big and round yeah or just punch yourself a lot yeah just punch yourself a whole bunch until it uh, inflates that's a very painful route 
What if you wore a hat that was so big it distorted space-time and therefore made your face uh, look slightly wonky? I think in order for that to happen, the hat would be the size of a planet. Mm. And at that point, we've caused more problems than I think we've solved. That's true. But I like where you're going with it. Maybe a hat that is made of some kind of reflective material. Or a hat that... um, Hmm... A hat that has, you know how those, um, those, uh, those comedy masks that got the glasses with the fake nose and the mustache? Oh, yes, yeah. You know, they suddenly rise and rocket in price, obviously. There's going to be huge demand for those. You could have a hat, um, with various disguises built into it that you can access yeah, you and pull little, down. Yeah. yeah, you press a little button, they've all got names. You press a little button and the mask, a, a 3D, you know, contoured mask, just kind of comes down over your face bam like um like it's appearing out of nowhere like um ghost in the shell like her suit coming yes. in and out of yeah. yeah i still like the lo-fi thing i think a lot of people are going to want a lo-fi option where they just they just kind of stick shapes geometric shapes to their face or just have a really th- one of those really thin um spandex masks you pull over your face bit like Rorschach yeah. from Watchmen and it yeah. has other things like that Watchdogs yeah. game all you've got to do is pull it up over your nose and put some dark glasses on and yeah. you could be anybody yeah exactly I think we're going to see a lot more of that um, which is also going to make the public a bit uh, creepier yes in general I like seeing people's faces in general I like seeing their eyes and being able to connect with them on a human on a kind of empathetic level as humans and that might go away <laughs> It would be a worry if you get on a train carriage and half the people are wearing Rorschach masks with uh, sunglasses and the other half uh, basically look like a member of Anonymous or something with the V for Vendetta mask. Yeah. I mean, so that's... what's the, like, what's the end, like, f- like, end of days? It's coming down. Society is crumbling. What does that look like with face recognition? We've got the r- robot cameras. We've got vision pretty much everywhere in public spaces people are wearing crazy masks they're taping stuff to their face they're you know wearing weird hats and and things that change their appearance what's the like that's a powder keg right yeah i mean that's that's a society looking to be taken over by well probably perverted actors at the top Mm, who will control everything i think maybe we're looking at a battle royale kind of situation we're looking at, at, at an all-out frenzied guerrilla war, yeah, a kind of a kind of army of of um, militarized uh, camera robots, camera dogs, gargoyles, yeah, yeah, versus uh, a bunch of people who who look like um, like in anonymous masks and stuff. Yes, yeah, all with bits of Lego glued to their face. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They le- they've got the different factions. Yeah. They've got the different factions. They've got all the guys that went to Forbidden Planet first. <laughs> as soon as it hit the fan, everyone who rushed to Forbidden Planet to buy up the last stock of V-Masks, they're one faction, you know? And yeah. then you've got the... To you've be got fair, the, they'd like, probably be caught, because I think the facial recognition could spot the members of that gang quite easily. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know exactly who they are. They just know they're part of that gang. And then you've got, like, the bric-a-bracs... They're the homemade the DIY guys. You got the bleeders who have just beat themselves up a bit. <laughs> they're they're starting at a dis- disadvantage. Yeah, 
And then you've got the ones who have surgically removed all detail from their faces to look like the Michelin man. <laughs> yeah, you got the Michelins. <laughs> you, you got the Stay Puffs. <laughs> it's the American offshoot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on one side of the on one side of the sea, the Stay Puffs, and they're finally reunited on the barge. You know, when we ha- <laughs> when the Exodus happens. You know, because they won. Because <laughs> half the human forces had already beat themselves up. <laughs> So we really didn't stand a chance, did we? No. <laughs> so we're like, we're finally out on the barge. They, they like unite and... Oh. Everybody has to have a barcode burnt into their forehead. <laughs> yeah, because then we're like, then we, if we do survive, we have to rebuild society. And we do have to kind of be a, a, like identifiable and accountable in a society so it kind of just starts again and we have to issue people names and numbers and unique identifiers that is literally what happens at the end of the judge dread story all the blob people are forced to have a barcode <laughs> put on their foreheads because <laughs> it made the well, judges it. Uh, made it impossible for them to uh, dispense justice that's it so i uh, like uh, we, we really haven't we really won't have got anywhere we'll have lost a lot of people along the way and then our new kind of floating civilization will have to be built on on barcodes and and things everyone everyone gets a qr code <laughs> on on their face or their neck I once went to uh, Eurogamer the last year they were allowed to have booth babes and one of the reasons it was the last year was one of the companies shilling some kind of racing game or something had paid women to walk around wearing bikinis with a QR code on their bum Mm. so people had to you know if you wanted to uh, use the QR code then yes nobody did everyone's just nobody was comfortable I'm not gonna do that no, it was yeah, weird. and like take that and apply that to like every facet of life, and that's what you've just n- now got is like dating, commerce, got hanging out at Central Park with your friends. It's all now like that bikini lady's bum. It's just as awkward and uncomfortable and inaccurate an experience as taking a, a still picture on your smartphone of that lady's behind. Yep. That's not what we fought for. That's not what our, our ancestors fought and died for. This is not what the Michelin men and the bleeders died on the hill for. Exactly. They Their lives for nothing. For what? For us to sit around talking about our apartments and our, our babies that we're having for our, you know, we're doing some artificial insemination, but also, meanwhile, there's a storyline with the kitchen, with the chefs, and they're being mean. And all the kitchens no look one, the same, and, and everybody the has the same, the same job. It's really hard to follow. It's yeah. really difficult to follow because everyone's face is a QR code now. And it's only your television scanning them that says who they are. It's like, oh, that one's Jennifer yeah. Anderson. There and, replacing yeah. them, and replacing them with animatronic faces. <laughs> The only time you see faces are on television, where they are... Um... Oh, no! The only, the only time you see what humans used to look like <laughs> is when they're rendered over the, over the like, mocap points on the blobs <laughs> on television. Mother, what are these bizarre angular creatures on the television screen? Well, Tabitha, they are what humans once were. 
before the great evening. <laughs> before. I don't before like the great, them, bef- Before the great blend. <laughs> the great blend, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sh- no. So... <laughs> so... Um, how do we stop this from happening? How do our listeners avoid this future? What can they do now in the present day? Absolutely nothing. It's already happened. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. <clears throat> the only thing you can do... Can they at least start sticking stuff to their faces? I want to see that. I want to see tw- I want to see pictures on Twitter of that. This is 2018. The world um, is mm. stuff stuck on your face. Yeah. I and would we, like... we won't accept makeup. It's got to be like Lego bricks mm. or those really little Transformers or Micro Machines or uh, mm. whatever action figure you fancy, you know, stuff like I that. I would genuinely like to see an experiment done with, to see how how much stuff how much kind of um you know household stuff you do need to attach to your face before the iphone x stops recognizing you i think that's a genuine scientific experiment that i would like our listeners to participate in that's very interesting isn't it do you think that's how people would uh, express themselves in a faceless Mm. future by i'm I'm a really big fan of buffy so i've got this replica bookmark in the shape of mr stabby that i'll put in my eye i've got an action figure of seth green on the other side of my face and you'll like wear your collections Mm. i want to send you a picture of what i'm feeling on my face but i'm going to express it by turning my i'm going to attach things to my eyebrows in instead of doing a, a movement and of course one of the most vicious gangs i think in the future would be the ones who have just used sellotape to pull their faces in strange directions <laughs> oh yeah God, they're the worst you know what <laughs> those guys are them. crazy God. they're messed up real hard line yeah i i genuinely would like to see this experiment done i'm going to do it myself i think um i think one brick you know, especially if it's skin toned, one brick is fine. Two bricks may be fine. And then depending on the placement, a third brick or uh, other piece of riffraff. Maybe it's a toffee. Maybe it's a um, a wrapper of some kind. Quality street wrappers. Yeah, multicolored. Mm, yeah, if you're Christmas, if you're visiting your nan this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's January when this is coming out. Uh, if you're visiting... Yeah. If you're visiting, if you're visiting your, nan, your nan in 11 months' time. <laughs> if you're visiting your nan any time this year, um, you know, go through a stash of Werther's originals and stick them to your face. See how many it takes before your facial recognition um, stops working and tweet about it and tag it uh, IWSYcast. Absolutely. Uh, that could I be a use that. for toffee pennies from Quality Street. Nobody ever wants mm-hmm. them, but yeah, no chew them up a them. bit. You could use them as glue. Mm, I like this. So yeah, um, so our action steps are, generally speaking, resign yourself to this terrible future. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to disrupt facial recognition in a meaningful way, start sticking things to your face. Absolutely. And um, I think also yeah. start saving money towards your um, blending procedure. Whichever one you you uh, want to go for, there's a range of price points. Yeah, from, I mean, pa- for like tape. one pound, you can do the tape. I mean, yeah, that's, from that's tape easy. all the way up to um, up to uh, full on donut. And I think it's it's up to each listener's uh, discretion to decide which camp they want to be in. But I know which one 
as the nicest refreshments. And at the end of the day, that's the most important mm. thing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Stuart, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me by merely Googling the word Ashens, A-S-H-E-N-S. Fantastic. And that will tell you everything you didn't want to know. You do stuff on YouTube, you tweet. I know you use some of the social medias. You also do live events occasionally and, and fundraising things and all kinds of stuff. This is all true, but mostly it's YouTube. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and as usual, you can find me on Twitter at HelloIamBing or on YouTube forward slash IamBing. Um, thank you for being on the show. Mr. Ashes. Thank you for inviting me. I feel we have uh, answered many important questions today. Yeah, I think we've done a good job. I definitely think that we've we've started this year strongly. I mean, so far I have we haven't been the bad guy, which I think I did I'm guilty of a, a bit in 2017. Well, nobody's perfect. No. No, nobody's perfect, but I'm going to try and do better and this is a good start, so thank you. You are most welcome. Most welcome. Cool. And until next time, buy a lot of tape. <laughs> buy, buy a whole lot of tape. Get shares in sellotape. Again, this is an ad for the upcoming High Five Spaceship album dropping in 2018. The track you just heard, the theme tune to I Will Save You From The Future, is a track by High Five Spaceship called Boat People. It's actually a remix of a track called Boat People that I did called Dreaming Pills Remix, and it is available on iTunes and all digital stores. You can also buy it direct from hitwithwrench.com, which is also where you can pre-order the new album. Its working title is Yellow Album, and it is made possible by the hundreds of you who supported the Kickstarter campaign last year. But if you didn't, don't worry, because it is now available for pre-order on CD, vinyl, and digital download. Pre-order it at hitwithwrench.com now, and be one of the first people to hear it when it's out this summer. <laughs>